Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's going on, everybody? I'm JLD, and this is All For Real Podcast. Today, I got something that I've been really, really looking forward to. I'm honored to have this gentleman on my show. I got Shirt King Fade, the one and only. He's a part of hip-hop history. He's been around Jay-Z before he even had a record. Not only that, but he made shirts for Rico from the movie Paid In Full. But beyond that, let's go ahead and talk to him. Say what up, man. Hey, what's up, people? What's going on? What's good now? Hey, man, like I said, it's an honor to have you on the show. Oh, man. Thank you. Thank you very much, man. You know, um, haven't done any interviews in a while. I've just been working hard, but um, I was kind of looking forward to this so I can get a co- couple of things off my chest, you know, some things that the culture needs, you know? Hey, man, we're for the culture, and uh, we'll definitely be listening. I know you got some jewels for us, so... Uh, Man, I'm gonna turn it over to you. Uh, if you don't mind, go ahead and tell it. Uh, tell us where you grew up. I'm born and raised in Brooklyn, New York, but then I moved to the Bronx, so I was able to get that that, that same juice that Mike Tyson and 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 Michael Jordan and Jay Z drank. But then I moved to the Bronx, so I was able to get that that hip hop, you know, into my veins. You know what I'm saying? So. You know, uh, being being a uh, you know when I got to the Bronx, you know, like it was like automatic that I became a graffiti artist, and that's what kind of fueled everything that I do today. You know, okay. it had to take. Mm-hmm. No, I was gonna say, and uh, no, definitely don't ever want to cut you off. Uh, but I was just gonna say, so that must have been about the time that um, the twos and the fives and case two come into play. Case took me on, you know, he was like my one of one, he was kind of like the second mentor that I had in this game. The first one was Dave, and like Dave is like real world renowned right now with, with his art, him and Crash, you know. But um, when I met Case, it was just kind of like, you know, I kept hearing about him. You know how you growing up and you keep hearing about this legend, and, and, and nobody can really approach this guy and this and that, but. When I met him, man, I was like 14 years old, and we just kind of like hit it off. And he was like, man, shorty, like, I want to put you under my wing, man, you know? <laughs> and it was like, you know, I was like, all right, cool. Like, you're going to let, you know, I, I felt super honored that, you know, all these other dudes was like, man, I can't get close to Case. And Case was like, yo, you know, I like how your name sound, you know? And I, I got some PH styles that I could just give you. And he, you know, after that, 
you know, I didn't see him for a minute. And then uh, my boy said, yo, I got something in my house for you. And I was like, what? He was like, yeah, I got this outline that, that Case did. He was like, how the hell you got Case to do your name? I was like, what? <laughs> I was looking at the outline, man. It was, I was like, man, I still got it to this day, man. Oh, wow. This day, you know? Man, it, it must have been just an amazing time to be around during the uh, the start, you know, when graffiti was so heavy and the start of hip-hop. How was it being in the culture? Well, the, the, the thing about it was we didn't view it as culture. You know, when you're pioneering something, you're just in it. You know, so there's a lot of surrounding factors that that help create the diamond. You know what I'm saying? It's a lot of different pressures, life's pressures. You know, like when we were younger, we always heard that you're not going to make it past 18. So we used to just live, do as much as we can, knowing that by 18, we was going to be gone. You know what I mean? I dig it. I dig so, it. Right. So that type of pressure made you find who you were early you know so when i started bombing i started bombing early like you know 12 13 years old you know my career on the train was over by by 16 you know so this is the things that that you know teens were doing because we didn't think we had that much longer to live on this earth you know so then you know i opened up my first store by by 21 22 by 22, I had my first million. So it was like, you know, it was like, okay, I'm still alive, so now I'm gonna make a, an impact now. You know, like y'all, y'all let me live. Okay, cool. I'm gonna make, I'm gonna make a name out of this thing now. You know what I mean? Yes, sir, man. That's big. That's big. Um, I I read somewhere that um, you knocked on Jam Master Jay's door, and he actually uh, he he kind of put the bug in your ear that you should start a store. Well, uh, you know, when I when I first started airbrushing, you know, I like served everybody around my way, and they kind of like still to this day, you know, you become the designer, you know, when it comes to what I do. You like, yo, I can I can envision this, and I can take your vision and put it on to something. So, you know, hip hop was still pretty much young, and um, for some reason, I kept running into artists and building friendships with them you know whether it was like grandmaster flash's people you know larry love like he he like was, was one of the first guys that bought a shirt for me so when the new another era came in and it came in with run dmc as the forefront and they took it to a whole nother level and they were on tv and 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 like traveling all over the world and getting endorsements so this was like intriguing to me and, you know, I was hanging out in Queens, you know, at, at an earlier age. So I was like, man, I, I, you know, I wonder. So my boy Kashim was, you know, we had spoke one day and he was like, yo, I know Jam Master Jay. And I was like, oh, man, you lying, man. <laughs> he was like, nah, I'm going to take you to his crib. And we walked from Jamaica, from, um, from Southside, from 40 Projects, all the way to Hollis. It felt like a full day's walk in the blazing sun. And we met up with Lovey, which was um, Run's right-hand man. And then Lovey was like, yo, Jay's home. Let's go. You know, I went over there, banged on the door, and he came out. And when he popped out, it was like, whoa. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. This is the homie. Like, he 
this on TV, like, you know, I mean, before, I don't, I don't know for y'all, but TV was like, like, J.J. Evans, you know, you know, Hollywood people and clowns, and, and these cats was like, you know, like, killing it with Adidas and, you know, having our look. You know, like, Brooklyn, we had that look prior to them, so when they took that look, he was like, oh, snap. These cats is for real. They looking like us with the gazelles and the golf on the hats and the quarterfield, the Adidas. You know, that was straight Brooklyn. And it made it made sense. At first, we were kind of critical. And, you know, there was the uptown was very critical of, of Run DMC at that beginning, you know. And then Brooklyn was like, man, them dudes got our style, you know. Like, you know, but they, it was a costume to them, you know. And, you know, when I when I had the gazelles and all that, like, come on, you couldn't just wear that because somebody's going to punch you in your face, take your gazelles, <laughs> and run off the train with your shit, you know what I mean? So, that, you know, so to see them do that, you know, at first it was kind of like, oh, man, like, you know, you're going to have to defend yours for that. But then we realized it was entertainment, and that's part of the costume, and they were representing us. They were representing that, that underground you know, that needed to come to the fore, to the forefront, you know? Okay, and so I guess uh, this this puts us uh, about 21, 22, you said you had the store, and uh, th I wanted to ask a couple questions about the store. I noticed that in a lot of the pictures, there's like a red wall with the white, like, wicker chair. Yeah. Was, was it, did y'all have that set up in the store? That was our neighbors. Okay. That okay. was our neighbors. Our neighbors, um, they were Fun City Photo. So, Shurkin's kind of like, you know, I was doing it like two years prior to me and my team getting a store. So, you know, I met a lot of merchants. So when I got a whiff of the Coliseum, it was like, you know, you tell your homeboys, you know, you tell your people with the gold teeth, they don't come in here money in here, you know, somebody else selling jackets, somebody else selling furs, somebody else doing, you know, velour Nike suits or whatever, you know, somebody else doing the roster hats, it's like, yo, come on through, come on through, so we had a nice little, you know, a nice little clique in there of, of different entrepreneurs, you know, from all over. Yeah, I think that's big, I noticed that, I was, that was something uh, I wanted to ask, so I got something else, let's move along, uh, tell me. Was this about the time that you uh, you were with Jay Z and took the picture with the Cincinnati Reds hat? Well, that 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 particular picture, you know, me and my 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 shirt king partner Nike, you know, Nike grew up in Marcy Projects. Okay. When I got to the high school of art and design, which is located in, in Manhattan, you know, that was like my first friend. You know, it was so much that that we had in common, you know, from the 360 waves floating around our hair to, <laughs> to the clothes and to the acrylic. Like, he had his book bag done, had an R2-D2 and acrylic on his, um, on his portfolio bag. And then I had some graffiti going down the side of my pants. So he's like, you know, I'm like going up the escalator, he's coming down, he's looking at my pants, I'm looking at his, um, you know, his portfolio, and I'm like, oh, what's up, you know, what's up? <laughs> so we became friends and I started hanging out in Marcy Projects and just like you know meeting the whole team and you know I just I just loved Marcy because it was 
right that all our peoples came through because we already was hanging out doing stuff in the streets and all kind of stuff and fighting all over the city and, you know, fighting different crews and all that. So, you know, we were kind of like the forefront, the, the first examples of business, of what business could look like and what it could be. So it was only right that all our friends came through. So every year, me and Nike, our birthdays are on the same day. We both on January 21st, so we would throw a party. So the second year, we really were getting money. So we was like, okay, we're going to throw a nice party. And sure enough, Red Alert came through, Black Rob and Rock and Rob, um, Jam Master Jay, um, uh, then Jay and um, Jazz came through, you know? And so we went next door took the pictures I had my camera that day and I hired the girl to take photos so we went we went and used their background and she just flicked it up so I got all the negatives and everything because you know, I paid I paid for it I paid you know I hired her to do those photos not knowing but kind of knowing because I already knew Jay was going to be a star if he ever said yes you know but that picture became so much of a classic like a cult classic you know, and I you know that day I asked him, I was like, why you don't buy stuff? Why you don't got a car? Why you don't, he said, everybody who does that goes to jail. And I was hey. like, man, you're a smart dude for 17, like. Well, the, so that was you know, at 17, you already peeped it. Yeah. And I peeped it when he was eight years old. When, when he came out the gate, I already knew. I knew, so, I knew he had some. I knew he was different, you know? You you knew Jay-Z at eight years old? Yeah, because when I started hanging out in Marcy... That's you know, crazy. It was about... And I, I, I noticed something... Sorry. I noticed something you had said. Uh, you you, noted, you mentioned in an article, and I thought this was uh, real insightful. You said that you peeped something about Jay-Z because he wore the Cincinnati Reds hat, and back then, nobody else would have wore a Cincinnati hat in New York City. Ahead of ahead of his time, intuitive, um, very very intelligent, um, very um, calculative. You know, I remember when somebody stole his rhyme book, and, and you know, I'm not gonna tell you how his reaction was, but he one of the results was he was like, I'm never going to write nothing down again. And I, you know, I remember that, but, you know, when that surfaced like 20 years ago of people saying that about him, it took me back to that day, you know, because it was a big thing, like, you know, because he, like, didn't want to rap, and then when he started, he, like, really getting into it, he had this, this um, scholastic book and kept going and kept writing and kept writing, and once that was gone it was kind of a discouragement like like yeah i just started i'm finally saying yes and somebody steals my book Damn. you know that's crazy that's that that's actually very insightful as well man that's a jewel i appreciate you for being so open man this this, this is it's like i said this is an honor for me it took me like three days to message you man because you're like a legend the more i would read about you the more i would see like you a lot of the culture came from you. I mean, from LL Cool J to uh, 
I mean, I could go on for days, but uh, just to just to keep it moving. Uh... Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I guess tell me about tell me about how you felt about the impact that you guys had on the culture. The era I grew up in, you know, you you watch a lot of the greats. You know, I had a chance to to see and shake, you know, Julius Irvin's hand. You know. He was the Jordan of that time, you know. Um, the Muhammad Ali's, you know, the the music was so positive, you know. If you listen to some of the music from that era, it's like nobody can beat you but you. Um, ain't no stopping us now, you know. It was like all positive affirmations, you know. Right, right. And then coming off the wings of like, like, meeting cultural icons that were like former Panthers or, you know, stuff like that. You know, all that stuff was intriguing. So, you know, you would go forward with a sense of like, I've got to do something, you know, i got to make a mark. But how, you know, you know, for, you know, first you might try some crime and then, but it's always in the back of your head. Like, okay, I'm just going to do this to get to point B. You know, I'm not going to stay here for long, like, or maybe this is what life is about, but it's always been that, that positive overtone that, that was in the music, so the music kind of that, um, dictated the, the, um, the waves of the street, you know, no matter what was going on, there was always some song that you could hum that take your mind to a, a, another place, you know, and that, I think that was part of, like, that's the found, the foundation of everything, you know? Man, yeah, I dig it. I've seen a few pictures of you and ASAP Ferg. I know that his father was uh, was a designer in the early, mid-90s, especially. Uh, did you guys ever cross paths, and what's y'all's relationship like? Me and Ferg, Ferg is, like, a nephew of mine, you know? Due to the fact that me, me and his dad were good, good friends. Okay, okay. He went to the high school of art and design. Also, um, he was at a grade one grade younger than me, but um, you know, he was on the basketball team. Um, he was a he was a, a good dude, and um, when we graduated, we connected again and started doing shirts together. First, he was he was actually my first business partner. And um, me going to Harlem and hanging out with him, but you know he's the boss and I'm a boss, so it was kind of like, okay, you got your team, and he he kind of egged me on to sit, and he said, you know what? He said, what happened to your dudes that you used to hang with in high school? Them cats was nice, you know. So that's kind of he pushed me to to basically seek out my two best friends from high school and create shirt kings you know and then later on in life we 
still were connected. We connected out in D.C. He was living out there for a while. I was living in, in Maryland, so we connected out there, and he was doing parties, and he was, um, you know, he had Puffy handing out flyers and stuff. And um, that time I met Puff, dude, dude um, D. Ferg. You know, he was like, yo, I want to introduce you to my little man right here. You know, he had a bunch of flies in his hand, and <laughs> you know, yeah, but, you know, who, who, who would have known that this, this flyer guy was going to be great? You know what I'm saying? You know, I, I had no idea he was going to Howard at the time, so he was actually getting his business together, you know, while doing these parties with, with D. Ferg, you know? And, um, you know, me and D, we connected, like, right before he passed away, and he told me that, you know, he was he was sick and, and, and you know, with diabetes and and all of that. You know, he wasn't used to ever getting sick because he lived a, a great life, you know what I'm saying? Like, and, you know, that was a big change for him to, to you know, to be in that position, you know. But we had several talks before he passed, so it's kind of like an honor to, to be mentoring his son now, you know, and being around him and being around the family and, and seeing that success that his son has, you know, and, and he didn't have to go through as much as his dad went through, you know what I mean? He just kind of leaped over it and went right in. Hey, that that, that means that uh, D. Ferg's up there pulling some strings. Oh, indeed so. Indeed so. Indeed so. His character was, was pure, man. Very good dude. Very, very good dude. Um, I know when I got in trouble, he said, you know what, come work with me, and I'll write you some letters. I went to work with him. At, he had a big silk screening thing going on with the, with the church over there in St. John's Divine on 110th Street, and he was like, come here, you know, come and work, stay with me, I'm going to write you a letter, you know, so you could give it to the judge, and blah, 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 you know, so he was about covering his people, you yeah, know what I'm saying? That's big. You know? Yeah. yeah. Here's somebody else that refers to you as family. Uh, tell me about your relationship with Dapper Dan. Oh yeah, man, that's that's Dapper huge man. right there. That's that's more than huge, man. That's that's number one. That's my mentor. Number two, that's the he's the real king of New York. Yeah, that's <laughs> you know. Yeah, that's facts. I don't know what nobody else talking about. <laughs> he's the king of New York. That's facts. Nobody has ever did it like how he did it. You know, like what's 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 going on right now with him and Gucci? Like nobody, and I don't, it don't nobody has done that. That's a story that has not been written. Only God could have written this story. You know what I'm saying? Because that's that's unheard of. You know what I mean? Yeah. So he's beyond. Like man, I don't know, but I, I've had the honor to to you know, be around him, especially in those times where, where the brands did come in and I was in the store when the brands came in there, you know, and then they raided the store. I was there that day too. Oh, wow. That's, you were there the day they raided them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. man. They, 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 you know, they took everything. They took, they took my equipment out of there, you know, like that was gracious enough to, tell me to leave the Mark 125 and come down to him and work with him. 
because he said, I got people coming from all over the world in my store, you know? So I, I packed up from the mart, which is across the street from the Apollo, and I went down a block and was with, with Dapper Dan, man, and once that was like, you know, when it wasn't over, but the store got raided, and what it did, it pushed us down south. And it took us on the road, okay. you know? Yeah. And while I, being on the road, it was meant to be on the road because while we were on the road, I ran into Jay-Z and let him know that they were looking for him up at uh, Atlantic Records and he went up to Atlantic Records and let Dame Dash. Oh, wow. Wow, that's... So sometimes people look at it as like it's a misfortune but we got pushed out of Harlem for a reason. I had no business being in Maryland. But I was in Maryland because of Dapper Dan. So while you was in Maryland, you ran into Jay-Z? Yes. Told him that Atlantic was looking for him? Yes. He goes there and meets Dame Dash? Yeah. Basically, yes. You, you are a real part of, like... I hope you understand, like we, I'm kind of like Noriega, I want to give people the flowers while they can smell them, and the weed while they can <laughs> inhale them, you know what I mean, like, you a big part of hip hop, man, salute to you. Oh man, thank you, thank you, but this is just natural stuff that, that people do, it's not, you know, and that, no, there's no label or name to it, this is what naturally you would do, like if you know your boy is nice, you know. Like with the hands, and you say Golden Gloves is looking for somebody. Like, don't come out the trap, dude, and go get in the ring. And he say, Nah, I ain't, I ain't trying to do that no more. But then he sneak up there, you know, and then you go, Oh snap! Then you'd be like, oh, Okay, you look at the effect that you had on that person's life because that person looked and said, You know what? You got a store and you making it. You know, you're not depending on nobody. Maybe I can do that too. You know, and look, we got one of the, the one of the greatest businessmen that came out of our generation, yeah. and that came from the streets. That's another story that's not really, you know. There's people that have done it, but they're like on the low or whatever. His is like in front of your face, so it's a story that you can see and can identify with it. You know. Yeah, that's man, that's crazy. That's incredible. You're a real, real part of hip hop history, man. You know, our shop was in Queens. We had more like the Tommy Montana guys okay. coming off her door. Um, when Preem came home, I think it was, I forgot what year. You know, we seen them on the ad. We seen them at Rebel Knox, um, the Valley Spot. And they was like, yo, let us get you a store, you know. But, you know, being... <laughs> Uh, me seeing what the devastation uh, uh, that was going on in that era, you know, because the Bronx was before everybody with, with the crack, you know, so I've seen how many lives were destroyed, and I've seen, you know, a lot of people rise and fall and become kingpins and then fall. So when I seen these dudes, like, I, it's like I already seen these stories already, so... You know, I always tell Kashin, yeah, it looks good, but in the end, when 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 they come for them, they coming for us too, dude. That's facts. So I have to leave that alone, you 
know. Yeah. I don't care how much money they offer, it look good, but you know, they wasn't there from day one, you know. And, and we, we we hustled. We hustled in the street. Like I went to my projects and sold shirts, Kashim went to forty projects and sold shirts and we put our money together, you know? That's that's incredible. And that and then that kind of leads up to um you probably wouldn't be able to be to do great things like uh, the collaboration you did with Foot Action. Oh man, that's that's that was, incredible. That was a blessing. That was a blessing. That was a blessing. You know, that came through Champion. Champion orchestrated that. You know, I've been on board with Champion for a while, and we were discussing, and a couple of projects came by, and it just didn't happen. But um, when the Foot Action came through. And it, it, it just seemed like a, a perfect marriage, you know. Yeah. So that really, that really worked out. To you know, it gave us some real estate to showcase, you know. Cause Shirt Kings is timeless. If you think about Gucci and, and Louis Vuitton, like these, these, these are houses that's been around for a hundred years. Right. You know. You know, and a lot of times we tended like keep it moving like we do one thing and be like oh right, I did that and keep it moving but if you stick with it it becomes a generational thing you know you know now we seen shirt kings as a house you know you know it's gonna be a hundred years and then people gonna be like man I remember the, uh, I, the, I heard about the founding fathers and this is that and boom and boom and this is where we at right now but they run in Paris and Italy right now but you know, and they raking in eighty billion and all that. Like, this <laughs> yeah. is a fashion house. It's a mentality. You know, what? Gucci was somebody's mentality. Louis Vuitton, Versace. That was his mentality. You know how he moved and how he envisioned clothes, and you know, and everybody bought into it. Well, I thought that foot action thing was real big. Pull up my phone and you know, kind of school him. And and if you look around, like uh, I believe Kanye West just uh, one of his on his third season, he had a uh, one of his shirts had airbrush on it. And there's a Gap collaboration coming out that has airbrush as well. And that's obviously, you know, you guys are the pioneers of that. So I was able to put them on that. And it all comes full circle. Oh man, yeah, it does, it does, it does. And you know, we a lot of times we directly influence or indirectly influence, you know. Right. And um, I know with the Kanye thing, Ian Ian was a part of him. Um, uh, I don't know if you know Ian, but um, he was a part of him. You know, I did some airbrush stuff for him. Is that Con uh, Ian Connor? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Now nah, he's yeah he's a real trendsetter. Right. So you know him going around, you know, but they they chose uh, artists from Chicago, which is only right. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, that's... that's, that's, you know, Ye's hometown, you know? But, um, so the, the, you know, the influence was there, you know, the, you know, it's not like he don't know about me, you know? Oh, yeah, and I mean, when you see it, it's it's kind of like uh, when you see you know a lot of people do the variations on the Michael Jordan jump man the 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 big pun but when you see it the first thing you think of is Jordan and when you see an airbrush done with any type of urban texture the first thing you think of is the Mighty Shirt Kings like that's oh man thank you I mean I claim it all you know because man it, was, it it wasn't you know I wasn't in the fear doing that that was that was an alternative it was like 
either I'm gonna I'm gonna go hard with the art or I'm gonna die in the streets. And, and you know you, you know which one I chose. I'm like I don't like the streets. I like this art thing, you know. And then I began to realize that art art saves lives, you know. And that's something we can we can highlight about your story is um you came up in New York City in the, in the time where I mean drugs were swallowing everybody and the fact that you when you you did choose art and you did choose something that you have to put a lot more work in and before you can see the instant money that I mean that right there that salute to you um I think the kids can look at that we can't we can't see enough of those role models you know well man I I don't want to take any more of your time because you've been so generous. Uh, I, I first of all, I can say thank you a hundred times. This is um, man, hip hop is close to thank my heart, um, and and you being such a part of hip hop history, this has been a personal bucket list moment for me. Uh, is there is there anything else you wanted to get off your chest, or anything else you wanted to say before we head out? Man, just just know that whatever passion you have, stick with it. Knowing that it's going to manifest into something where you're going to eat, eat the rest of your life off of, you know, it's not, it's not something light, you know, just, it's, it's more believing in yourself and, and using what, what you have to overcome any obstacle in your life, you know, and definitely have a, 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 a belief in God that, man, that he going to do it, you know. As you do it, you know, not sit on your on your rump and, and think it's gonna happen. You gotta, you gotta, um, you know, just like you got this podcast. Like ten years from now, this might be a, a station. You know, you know, it might be your station in five years or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like you, yes, sir. you never know. So don't, don't despise the little things or. Whether it's a paid gig or it's not, or man, just just do your passion. <laughs> do your passion for the fashion, you know. I dig it. I dig it. Take care. Blessings to you. Uh, hope hope you and the family do well. And uh, once again, thank you, sir.